Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now, your host, James Swanson. All right, we're ready to talk about the final three quarterbacks in this class, or at least the last three that I'm really concerned about. I want to break down Jordan Love out of Utah State, Jacob Eason out of Washington, and Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma. Now, again, I think I explained this on my last quarterback podcast, I I think, where I'm not going to do anything for Jake Fromm just because I don't see a situation there in Buffalo where, you know, he's going to play anytime soon, you know, unless something drastic happens and Josh Allen, um, you know, really takes a step back or regresses, but but I don't see a clear path there. The the one thing with Jalen Hurts was I wanted to, you know, they, they Philly invested a second round pick in him, right? And Obviously, I, th- I think that they have some things planned for him, and clearly, they're not confident in, uh, you know, Carson Wentz staying healthy. So they need to have a backup plan. So I, I did want to uh, to talk about Jalen Hurts, and he has been a hot topic. A lot of people debated, you know, pre-draft where he was going to go, what situation he was going to wind up in. So I do want to talk about his landing spot in Philly, uh, and I want to break down some of his film. So. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, to Pad the Stats. I'm your host, James Swanson, and we're here on a Friday, May 22nd. So just a little bit of a look ahead for the podcast and what's on, uh, what's up next. So again, today, the last three quarterbacks I'll talk about. We still want to get to the rookie tight ends, uh, at least talk about some of them. Cole Komet, um, a couple of the other ones as well. Um, the kid who went to New Orleans, his name's slipping my mind right now. Uh, but but there were a couple tight ends that we wanted to talk about. Uh, Albert O, of course. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get around to those. We want to do a best of the rest, too. Uh, we broke down a ton of receivers and running backs, but there are a number of guys who we still need to go back, uh, circle back and talk about. We'll get to that. So uh, let's get into the quarterbacks, though, and, and let's start right with Jordan Love. So, man, I, there have been... A lot of court, right? All the quarterbacks in this class have been talked about a lot, like every other year. But there seems to be varying opinions on certain guys, and I'm not sure if there's a guy who's more of a varying opinion on than Jordan Love. And when I put on the film, you know, you first off, when you look at him, this is a guy who, a lot like Justin Herbert, a lot like the next guy I'll talk about, Jacob Eason, has that prototypical size. The the NFL body that every organization wants out of their quarterback, Jordan Love has that. And you fall in love with the measurables. You fall in love with the arm strength. He's a guy who's, you know, uh, let me pull it up here really quick, what he measured in at. Six foot four, 224 pounds, the big hands, 10 and a half inch hands, 32 and 5 eighths inch arms. Pretty athletic kid, too. Ran a 474, 35 and a half inch vert. Um, did, you know, just, uh, an all around, uh, you know, athletic guy who really has a lot to, you know, be desire, a lot to, uh, desire at the next level. And, and a lot that I think NFL coaches can work with. So I, I love all of the physical tools that Jordan Love has. And there are some throws that he makes on tape that honestly, I don't know if any other quarterback in this class made those kind of throws. And I'm not talking about lower level competition, the teams that he plays, on a regular basis at Utah State, I'm talking about teams that are Power 5 teams. Michigan State game. I thought he played well at Michigan State. I thought, you know, they got blown out at LSU, yeah, but I thought he made some big throws in that game. I was really, really impressed with 
some of the downfield throws that he can make, not just slinging it all over the yard, but putting some touch on the ball. Um, just a big arm, probably the biggest arm in this class, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, I think a lot like Herbert, he's got a really effortless release. Ball flies out of his hand. Again, just has the arm to make really long off-base throws when pressure's in his face, too. So um, talk about, you know, not needing a... I talked about Joe Burrow, right? And not needing a, a, a perfect base to get the ball off when pressure is in his face. Jordan loves a lot of the same just because he has such a, a magical arm. Um, again, I thought he made some really absolutely perfect throws in that LSU game. If you have a chance, go back and watch that. Again, Michigan State was the same way. Guy has a really quick release. Um, I thought he read blitz as well. I thought he got the ball out quickly, especially that Michigan State game in 2018, the LSU game in 2019. Again, I'm harping on those two games, but I, I wanted to see what he would do against some top-notch competition, and I thought he displayed a number of good things in those games. I actually think he, he does have a little Mahomes in his games where he can de- he can deliver uh, you know b- the ball from multiple angles, multiple arm slots, which you always love to see that kind of stuff. Um, just a really gifted thrower. Uh, again, another good athlete at the position. A lot of like the quarterbacks we already talked about, right? Tua can make plays with his legs. Joe Burrow can make plays with his legs. Herbert, the same way. Uh, Jordan Love's no different. He's a good athlete. He can get out of the pocket. And uh, it's just another part of his game that's going to hurt defenses and make uh, you know defenses co- defensive coordinators down the road once he takes over for Aaron Rodgers, uh, make them think about something else. I thought he's really deadly when rolling to his right, especially. Um you know, he's got the arm talent, again, to just bail. He bailed Utah State out of some really bad situations and and throws that a lot of other quarterbacks just can't make. He can make those throws. I thought he, again, displayed some really good touch when throwing the ball down, especially down the middle of the field. Um, he's got the ability to drop in passes and tight windows over defenders. There was a, a particular play in the Fresno State game. He had a tight end streaking down the seam. Just dropped it in perfectly, a really nice throw. He did the same thing in the LSU game. Um, you know, when he's got time to step up and deliver and really drive the ball with velocity, um, you know, he can do that. He's he's on target, and he's really deadly when he's throwing down the middle of the field. So um, from an arm talent standpoint, I loved everything about Jordan Love's game, and I see why the Packers fell in love with him at 26, and I see why they want to you know, use him after and Rogers and then want to build around him for the future. He's got everything that you want to uh, to be able to work with and build your franchise around. Now, of course, a lot of what people are talking about is true, the inconsistencies. When we talk about the weaknesses of Jordan Love, 2018, 32 touchdowns to six interceptions. Last year, 20 touchdowns to 17 interceptions. So there was a big drop-off in terms of production. I'll talk about that. You know, the I, there were some games that were, it was really puzzling. The Wake Forest game, specifically last year, he had three really bad picks, including one that sealed the game. So I think he's got a little bit of that, you know, stare down, forcing the ball into coverage, unnecessary throws. He's just got to work that out of his game. I, I saw some of the same things that, that, that worried me about Justin Herbert on Jordan Love's tape. Now, I think he's somebody that does hold the ball a little bit too freely when improvising in the pocket. Um, you know, he's got to tighten things up in, in that sense as well. There was one throw in the Colorado State game as a speed out where he just throws it, you know, well behind the receiver, resulted in a pick six. So, you know, he's just that's just a three. You gotta get to the boundary. You gotta get outside and 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 those are the types of things when we talk about consistency and just shoring up those uh 
really simple throws, and Jordan Love just doesn't do it all the time. So that is something that's really worrisome. Um, I thought he did have some issues with timing, you know, particularly on those short to intermediate routes. The ball's just got to come out. Um, you know, the 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 internal clock's just got to pick up just a little bit for him. And and again, I think all of these things are 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 things that um, you know grooming a little bit behind Aaron Rodgers for a couple years. I, I think that they could get him in a spot where you clean up some of those deficiencies. He's got to work on his mechanics a little bit, you know, especially when when releasing the ball. He tends to fling it. A little bit of what I like to say, and, and and not stepping in and really driving the football down the field, and I think those kind of throws are going to lead to some inaccuracy. Um, but he's just so he's just got so much talent in his arm that he trusts it, and he can just let it rip. And sometimes, instead of flinging it, you, you got to drive it. So I that was one part that I noticed, and it's not all the time. It's it's just some of the time. Um, I think it was particularly when he's off balance on some of those deep throws. He just needs to be more consistent with his throwing motion in general. Now, the one thing I will say, and this shouldn't surprise anybody, is Utah State, they're just devoid of talent um, for the most part in, in, in terms of what he's going to see at the next level and what a lot of these other prospects are, uh, are, are up against. Um, you know, I didn't think his receivers helped him out a lot. It's going to be interesting to see how his play improves with, with you know, NFL talent at those skill positions. I think that's really going to help him out too. And I, I that might be one of the biggest things that, that you need to keep in mind when you're looking at Jordan Love and you're considering taking him in your rookie drafts is, is look, he just didn't play with a lot of good receiver talent. And it really hurt him at times. A lot of drops, um, not a lot of separation out of some of his guys. So that should, uh, that should help him immensely at the NFL level. And, you know, finally, I just think he's a guy who, and this goes back to some of the timing, but he just needs to play more with more anticipation on some of his throws. Um, you know, simple simple hooks, uh, outs, as I mentioned, comeback routes that he's just throwing late and, and, and is resulting in the corner stepping in front of him for an interception where those are throws. You just, you just can't make those, and, and you just need to have better timing, better anticipation on some of those throws, and you'll be better off. So... When it comes to reading defenses and, and timing, anticipation, um, those are some of the things that Jordan Love is going to need to work on at the next level. So becoming more consistent. But in terms of the talent, look, I have him as my number three quarterback um, ahead of Justin Herbert, at least pre-draft I did. So obviously Herbert's going into L.A. and he's going to compete for a starting job with Tyrod Taylor right off the bat. But I think that even maybe what it what it, what is it three years from now we'll say when when Jordan loves starting for the Packers hopefully I think his ceiling is higher than than Herbert's um, I think he's got a really high ceiling and and to be honest with you I'm going to go out on a limb here and I wouldn't surprise me if he was better than Tua either uh, he's good he's really good um, there's just some things consistently consistency wise that that he needs to do a better job of and look we've seen this before. Um, some of those things can be the death sentence for a quarterback when they're doing those things at the college level and they don't get them fixed and they don't get them cleaned up and it never pans out at the next level. That could be the case with Jordan Love. I'm not, that's definitely in the ballpark. Uh, but overall, I think this kid's got a really high ceiling and I, I like him a lot. And, um, I am surprised a little bit that the Packers ended up taking him in the first round at 26, but Hey, if they're if they see some of the things that 
you know this kid has from a tools standpoint and you know talent. Um, they, they know they have something to build around for the future. Okay, let's move on to Jacob Eason now. And this is one of the more interesting quarterback selections. The Colts took him at, at number 122 in the fourth round. And much like Herbert, much like Love, I mean, this guy has everything from a physical tool standpoint that you could want. Again, 6'6", 231 pounds. You can build around that. I mean, you 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 love that. You fall in love with that as as a as an NFL head coach, as a GM, uh, wanting to groom this guy and, and and work with that size and that 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 build really, uh, you know, from the quarterback position. And this guy has all the arm talent in the world, big time arm, much like Herbert. Again, much like Jordan Love, uh, he can really make every throw. There, there's no issue with with that in Jacob Eason's game. I thought the way he kind of maneuvered the pocket and the way he kind of, um, you know, his base, especially his platform, the way he kind of gets into his drops, he looks a lot like Carson Palmer to me. Um, Now, he's not, he's by far the least athletic guy of all these guys. You know, only, you know, ran a 4.940, 4.8940, 27.5-inch vertical. You really showed up on tape that lack of athleticism when he's trying to get outside the pocket you know, especially with edge rushers kind of closing in on him. He's just not able to do it like the other quarterbacks in this class. And look, that's not the nail in the coffin. Um, when you're 6'6", 230-plus pounds, and you can do the things he can do with his arm, he's going to win in other ways where it, it's not that big of a deal. But there, he's limited. He's limited more than any other quarterback in this class in terms of extending plays and athleticism and and doing things with his feet. There's no question about that. Now, it's interesting because he's got a clear path to starting, I think, in maybe another year or two. You know, Phillip Rivers is there now. Who knows what's going to happen after that? Um, you still have Brissett, but, hey, I, I mean, I think they've they've tested those waters long enough. So Jacob Eason, if he steps into Indy in what I think is a really good organization and arguably one of the best offensive lines currently in the league, the pieces are around him to succeed. So... I think he falls into a great situation, one of the better situations of this draft, and you have to love that. I, I think he's somebody that's really worth, you know, taking a hard look at in, you know, the third, fourth round of your dynasty drafts. I think that's where he went in ours, uh, our rookie and free agent draft that we held a couple weeks ago, a week and a half ago. So I think that lines up perfectly, and and honestly, I I, I like the pick. Um, I, I would love to to stash him away, put him on my taxi squad for a couple years and see what happens when it's his turn to get under center. I think he has a lot of ability. Now, uh, I mentioned the size, the prototypical size, the frame. Um, You know, he was a really highly regarded quarterback out of high school, went to Georgia, transferred to Washington. He looks the part as much as any QB in this class. Again, strong base. I talked about the similar platform to somebody like Carson Palmer. I, I, I like what he looks like in the pocket. Let's put it that way. I think he can really wow you at times with the deep ball. He's got extremely good touch, can drop it in the bucket, easy throwing motion, especially for someone who's 6'6". A lot of times with these taller quarterbacks, there's a lot more moving parts. He's very smooth. I actually think he's got a really smooth release. Um, gets the ball out pretty quickly on on some of those shorter routes, you know, slants, bubble screens, things like that. I think he's uh, he does those things really well. Now, again, I hate to go back to the same thing, but decision making is one of the big things that Jacob Eason 
of, of Jacob Eason's game that concern me. You know, he throws to the wrong read a lot, forces the ball into coverage far too often, much like Herbert. I thought he stared down his targets, doesn't show much in the way of progressing through reads. Um, there's instances where he doesn't allow for the play to develop. So, you know, there was a play, um, I can't remember what game it was. Uh, it might have been the Cal game. Um, he, I mean, it was just a, a drop back, you know, quick throw the fade down the left side, right? Well, if he waits, he's got an underneath crosser coming open who gets upheld. The defender, it's it's man coverage across the board. The defender gets held up and held up in a in a rub essentially, and if he waits a half second and, and just throws the ball basically over the middle, you kind of had a they had a they had a spy in the middle of the field, but he he would have come open. It was it was an easy throw, and it was an easy thirty plus yards, uh, you know, after the catch. So he ended actually ended up completing the the fade down the sideline, but I think. We I, I saw that a lot on tape where he's just not he's just not letting things develop enough. Uh, there are better reads in the play that that he's just not you know waiting for. So that's something I think a little bit of patience, a little bit of um, you know taking time for the play to develop a little bit is something that could that could help Eason. I thought in terms of accuracy, he really struggled with ball placement. You know, regardless of of really any throw, um, this was. I actually think this was probably the biggest negative that I had on Eason, uh, more so than any other quarterback that I evaluated. I thought the accuracy was a big problem. So, you know, even on some of those completed throws, you know, that were offline and didn't present those, you know, that the, the receiver caught, it didn't present the receiver with an opportunity to run after the catch. So that was a big problem. Um, Again, timing, he just needs to speed it up. Simply just has to get the ball out quicker. That internal clock um, allows for DBs to close in the ball and, and make plays. Same thing I just talked about with Jordan Love. And then little things. You know, he's. It really concerned me just how lousy he was in the play action game. Just not selling it, you know, two yards away from the running back. Like, put the ball, like, somewhere near his belly so somebody in the defensive secondary is faked out by your play fake. Like, it's really bad. I'm talking about single back dive and, and stretch play actions. Like, he's just not good at that. Um, and then, I already mentioned the athleticism and escapability. It's just something that's not in his game. You know, again, I, I don't know if that's going to come back to bite him or not, but um, the other quarterbacks in this class have the ability to extend plays. And Jacob Eason, that's just, that's just not really part of his game. So... Overall, again, I love the the physicals and the mechanics and the arm talent, but some of the other things, decision-making, accuracy, timing, those little things, those are very glaring in his game, especially the accuracy. So with Jordan Love and Justin Herbert, I mentioned some of those same things, but I, I think the ceiling's higher. I Eason has been my lowest grade to this point. Now, I mentioned the good landing spot with the Colts. Maybe they can get some of those things corrected. Accuracy is one thing that if you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. That's at least my personal opinion on the matter. Um, so we'll see how that works out. Again, I would take a chance on him in those middle rounds of your of your rookie draft. But I don't have super high hopes for Jacob Eason either. So um, he's definitely going to be a project. He's going to have to sit for a couple, probably two years, I would say. Um, but who knows with Philip Rivers what his situation will be? But I, I would say he's probably going to sit for two years, and, and then we'll see where his uh, where he lands after that. But um, 
yeah, everything that you want to work with in a quarterback, in an NFL quarterback, Jacob Eason, again, he has those things. All right, let's uh, let's finish this thing up with, you know, Jalen Hurts. And I was about to say the most, kind of the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess polar, polarizing. I, I don't know if that's the right word, but he is all across the board, right? People were saying, hey, I I think he's a first-round grade. I think he can go start somewhere. I've heard other opinions where it's like, okay, he's not even a second- or third-round quarterback. Like, he might be a day-three guy. So he goes in the second round, number 53 overall to the Eagles, 6'1", 222, 9 and 3 quarter inch hands, 31 and 3 quarter inch arms. That f- sub 4, 640, everybody knew he was a good athlete, so no surprise there that he ran well. 35-inch vertical. Um the stats, you know, again, he, he had a good year in Norman, uh, nearly 70% completion percentage, almost 3,900 yards, 32 touchdowns to just eight interceptions. So um, they've built just a, a, an outstanding system down there under Lincoln Riley. They churn out quarterbacks like crazy. Uh, everybody knows it. Um, you know, the Heisman winners, of course, and now uh, and now Jalen Hurts comes along, and he's a second-round pick. So they're just doing a great job down there. It's just outstanding what they've done with the quarterback room. Um, and, and obviously, the, the move to Oklahoma really helped Jalen Hurts and his draft status as well. So let's talk about some of the positives first. Of course, the athleticism. Everybody points to that. This guy is the most naturally gifted and instinctive running quarterback in this class. There's no question about it. So I talked about Herbert. I talked about really all the other guys except Eason, who have the ability to extend and make plays. And Hertz does that too, but you also have that element in his game where you can just design runs for him. You can design packages for him because he's got really good vision. He's really an instinctive runner. Um, he can do things with his legs that just other guys in this class can't really do. So you got to love that. Um, he is going to make an impact right away. And I think, again, the Eagles have a vision for him to make an impact right away, in my opinion. They're going to get him on the field and get some packages for him. And uh, if if Carson Wentz's track record is any indication, you know, he might be stepping on the field sooner rather than later. So, you know, in a more expanded role. Um, you know, the frame, I, I know he's only 6'1", but he's he's put together well I was impressed Uh, this is a guy who can take some punishment he's difficult to tackle um he doesn't shy away from defenders now on the flip side of it I think he's going to need to learn to get down a little bit and slide when he's taking on DBs he got popped a few times there was a play in that Baylor game where his his visor popped out after he got hit by a linebacker or a safety uh down inside the five yard line like he wants to lower his shoulder and take you on head to head I think he's going to learn need to learn to 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 dial that down a bit uh Philly fans can tell you that just from Carson Wentz's game you know early in his career was a lot of the same way he just wanted to uh to make plays with his feet you know regardless of of the situation but um he'll need to learn a little bit there but I was really impressed with just how stout he is as a runner too um the guy definitely is not just it's not just all finesse like he can he can lower the, the the boom a little bit as well um Again, the leadership is something that, that's been widely talked about, and you do see it. I, I, I just get the sense that guys rally around him. Um, I think he's definitely a guy who's more concerned about the success of you know his team and his teammates. Really selfless. Uh, I like that about Jalen Hurts a lot, and I think that's going to serve him well at the next level. 
And when we talk about his ability to improvise, um, he's always, always, always looking to make a play downfield. I mentioned the running ability, but he's looking to throw the ball. Now it gets him in trouble sometimes where he's just flinging the ball up in the air off his back foot. Actually happened a, a number of times on the the 2019 film that I watched um, where he's just got to learn to the to, to fight another day and, and not put the ball in precarious situations. But um, he, he can improvise. He's not shy about playing backyard football. And to a degree, that's, that is a good thing. I, I do like that in a quarterback to a good degree. So I like that about his game. Now, some of the, the weaknesses, and these are the parts of his game that I ultimately think are going to hurt him enough that I, look, I'll lay it out there right now. I, I don't think Jalen Hurts is a longtime starter in this league. I think he's a perennial backup. Um, I'm not saying he, I'm not, I don't want to go out as far as saying he's like a Taysom Hill where he can just be this package guy and this wildcat guy and you can do different things with him. You can do those things. Um, but I, I just don't see a situation where he's going to be a starter in this league. I, I think there's too many knocks against him in in my opinion. And I'll let me talk about some of those right here. So first off the mechanics. Um in terms of getting into his drops and how he works the pocket, he just is, in my opinion, he's a little bit lazy with his feet. I think he gets into his drops much too slowly. He's not quick enough getting back there and, and getting set. And when he is at the top of his drop, his feet are just lazy sometimes. He doesn't recognize backside pressure. His internal clock is off. He's not um, he's just not, it doesn't seem like he's, he's just got to speed it up. He's just got to pick it up a little bit. And that really worries me, you know, especially with, um, you know, getting that platform set and releasing the ball, that's going to hurt accuracy too. And there were a, a few plays, um, there was a slant, uh, to, I think he had CD open touchdown and, and, and he just had to set his feet and, and, and throw it and he, he, he overshot him. So there were some instances there where I just want to see better footwork, better platform, and, and a little bit more um, alertness, one, and decisiveness when he's back in the pocket. So um, those were some of the things there. And then, again, in terms of the mechanics, I thought he hit that, that throwing motion was a little bit too long. I want to see him tighten that up a little bit, especially that since he doesn't have a huge arm. Um, I think he needs to, to tighten that that long throwing motion up a little bit. Now, I talked about the pocket presence. Um, he's got to just recognize blitzes and recognize backside pressure a little bit more. The arm strength, again, not not the biggest arm. And I think coupled with that long release, that's going to hurt him at times. Throwing on the move was something I, I thought he would do better. I, I thought he was actually pretty poor when throwing on the move, particularly to his right. It was kind of surprising to me, you know, given so, why you know how much of a dynamic athlete he is. Um, again, just needs to get down, especially when taking on defenders for extra yards. That's not going to work at the next level. I talked about him doing too much when he's in the pocket, trying to make too many plays, just got to live to fight another day and instead of chucking the ball up in the air, especially when he's backpedaling in the pocket. And then finally, ball security. I thought he was pretty careless at times with the ball. If you look at that Baylor game, I think he had three fumbles last year, that first game against them at uh, Waco. So... Yeah, I, uh, I I don't know. that. That's something that I was surprised, especially when he's carrying the ball. It's just a little bit loose for my liking. And in the pocket, he's just got to clean that up a little bit. But I, I think that's something that he can work on. So, look, I, I, I love 
what he can do as a runner. I love his athleticism. I there are throws he can make. I mean, I'm not saying he's a he's just a runner. Uh, this guy can play quarterback a little bit, but there are things that are going to hold him back where I just don't see him being an impact starter at the next level. So, in my opinion, Jalen Hurts is more of a backup projection for his career. Um but hey, we'll see what happens. You know, Philly, that's another good organization, much like Eason going to the Colts, good landing spot. And if they can develop him, if they can use him the right way, he can have a real impact on that team. And again, it can't be taken lightly just how much of a liability Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz's health is. You know, they they have showed that they're not putting trust in that. So, um We'll see what happens with Jalen Hurts. It's very interesting, but again, I, not somebody that I'm necessarily getting too excited about drafting uh, in, in my rookie or, or dynasty draft, or rookie and free agent draft. So uh, that just about does it then for the quarterbacks. Um, again, I think the way I would rank them, Joe Burrow, of course, being number one, I would put two or three. These were my pre-draft rankings um, You know, prior to where they went. Um, I actually had, again, Jordan Love three and then Herbert four, and then there was a pretty big drop-off between Herbert and then Jacob Eason, and then finally Tua, or sorry, uh, um, Jalen Hurts. So that's how I had it stacked up. Um, but again, moving forward, so we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be looking at um, we're gonna be looking at the best of the rest from this class, particularly in the running back and the receiver rooms, and then we'll take a look at the tight ends as well. So hey, we're heating up here. Um, you know, obviously this whole pandemic has got everybody going crazy, but things are starting to lighten up. We can kind of see the end of the tunnel, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. And football, believe it or not, it's it's going to be here before we know it. So um, thanks again, everybody, for listening to Bad the Stats. I really, really appreciate it. Go on our Facebook, Twitter uh, pages. Like our, uh, I'll be posting this. Go ahead and like that. Follow us. And um, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.